there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! And with us this evening, the former Celtic and Welsh striker legend John Hartson, and fast becoming a legendary captain of Falkirk, heading to the Scottish Cup quarterfinals. It's Stephen McGinn. Stephen, congratulations last night. 5-1 against Arville. Yeah, nice to be here. You know, uh, when, I, when I found out I was in here t- uh, tonight, I was thinking this could be an absolute disaster if Darvel yeah. do the business again. So, yeah, a mixed, mixture of um, elation at the, the round we've got to in the Scottish Cup and, and relief, you know. It was a big opportunity for us. We were driving down there on the bus and obviously the Scottish Cup draws on and you're thinking the top three teams in the country are in the draw. If you can avoid, avoid them, you've got a serious chance of getting to Hamden. So, went down, done the business, um, good performance and delighted with the, the, the way we played. John, everyone was watching last night. We spoke to Mick Kennedy this time last night as well. And we wished him all the best, but we did say you're up against our own Stephen McGinn. And they were almost in a hiding to nothing, weren't they, Falkirk, given the fact that they had the Aberdeen scalp three weeks before? Yeah, well, I think I was actually, I actually said um, last week that they're going to have to play as good or even Darville play better than what they did against Aberdeen. Um, but I think Falkirk, credits to them, they went down there, did the business. They were very professional. They made sure it wasn't going to be a shock on the night. 5-1. Um, seems a bit of a drubbing, but I think after about 17 minutes, Darvin had a man sent off. And yeah. I think Falkirk took full... Um, they they, they capitalised on that. And they've got a great draw. And, and Stephen just mentioned it. You know, look, they avoided... They avoided yeah. some of the big boys and uh, they got a home draw, which is very important in the quarterfinals. So, and Air United obviously will feel the same. They've missed all the, the big boys as well. So that'll be, uh, that'll be yeah. very good for Falkirk. And, yeah. and I know it's not how, uh, how it works, but we have earned a home try, uh, tie. We've been to Wick in, uh, in the first round. Right up the, the north. We've been to Alawa and yeah. uh, down in Ayrshire to Davo last night. So the gods were good to us with a home tie. And there'll be a great crowd as well because you're over 10,000, aren't you, at the stadium, at the Falkirk, the new stadium? Yeah, it's going to be a big occasion. Yeah. Um, a good one for the fans. I mean, it's. Uh, I remember obviously when Falkirk were going well a few years ago and they had that rivalry with Hibs and you're watching the sellout. So it's nice to give them a, another big game to look forward to. And uh, as I said, for both teams, for ourselves and Dale, we'll be looking on it as a great chance to get to Hamden in the semi-final. Well, the draw, we had it last night at half past five. I'm sure you had them listening into the Go Radio Football Show because we're first, we're fastest, we're on from five. The number of people now who switch on Go, they have it on anyway, but even if they don't, switch on at five for the football. And last night at half past five, we had the draw, which came out online. Uh, it was Falkirk or Darville against Air United, we now know it's Falkirk, at Hearts against Celtic, Inverness Cali Thistle against Kilmarnock, and Rangers against Wraith Rovers. So, hey, a real opportunity there, either Inverness or Kelly are going through, and either Falkirk or Air United, John, up against, you know, either Hearts or Celtic. Celtic would be the favourites there. Uh, are Rangers or Wraith Rovers, you imagine it would be Rangers. But it's a, it's a good draw, isn't it? Keeping the big the biggest two apart. 
Yeah, well, I think the theory of the hot balls and all that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether that happens. I very much doubt it. But uh, surely, the you know, every year the sponsors want the big two, don't they, in the final um, for sponsorship. But it's down to the other clubs to, to stop that happening. You know, Hearts, um, they'll fancy themselves against Celtic at Tyne Castle. They'll feel they've got a much better chance with their crowd Um the fact that it might be on television as well, and they're going well. You know, we had uh, Lauren Shankland in last week, scoring goals for fun. Um, Rangers, you'd think, would we'll get past Wraith Rovers. Inverness and Kilmarnock, one of them will play at, at uh, Hamden. You know, we've had uh, Derek McInnes already at Hamden this yeah. season uh, when they played Celtic, of course. And, uh, and and Stephen's team, Falkirk, will have a home tie. I've been to Falkirk a couple of times. It's a brilliant stadium. It's, 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 you know, it's new and the, they've got the AstroTurf. And when that's full, that'll be rocking as well for that quarterfinal. Stephen, what was it like last night playing on a pitch, which we've all said looks brilliant, and it does. But I was thinking before the game, it's a difference because you're used to now playing on the synthetic pitch at Falkirk. So what was it like for you in Darvo? Well, it didn't work out that good for me. Uh, after about five, ten minutes, I felt my, my hamstring a wee bit of strain. That, when you're that used to playing in AstroTurf, I mean, we haven't we spoke about it uh, three or four months since we played on grass. And you're that used to playing in the AstroTurf. And, and the AstroTurf is at, Falk uh, at Falkirk, and I don't think the board will mind me saying it. It's needing ripped up, it's needing replaced. Uh, it's quite a hard surface. So when you go from a hard surface all week to a real soft grass pitch, and that is a good grass pitch, like, I don't, um, don't want to complain about the surface. It's the level of football they're playing at and in February after coming through a Scottish winter it is in good nick but it was really soft and um, it does feel a bit heavier when you're running on it If you want to speak to Stephen about it 0808 17 17 700 or to speak to Big John as well 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials lots of people saying well done Stephen and also well done to Michael Mick Kennedy and that journey that Darvel have been on. John, they were on Football Focus almost as much as you are oh, uh, on Saturday. You know, Mick, no, but it was great. It was great. Hasn't it he? was great yep. for Darvel. You know, yep. they they've had a lot of publicity from it. Yeah. Uh, the the team talk didn't quite go as well last night as what it did against Aberdeen. Um, it never quite worked. But it's listen, hard to top that one. I think absolutely, that's the thing. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But they, it was brilliant, and and obviously uh, Mick tried to get them going again last night. Then. It was just a hurdle too far for them, wasn't it, Darvel? They'd have given everything in the tournament. And they've, you know, they've they put the club on the map. Everybody in Scotland now knows who Darvel are. Um, the win against Aberdeen will go down in history. And as I said, credit to Falkirk, because they've had to go down there, a potential upset on the cards. All the Darvel crowd are thinking, because we beat Aberdeen, can we go and beat Falkirk? Or a couple of leagues lower than Aberdeen. Yeah. Um and and Falkirk have gone out. They've been professional about it, put in a really good performance, and they've managed to win the game. And and they're in the and they're in the next round, which is brilliant for Falkirk. Stephen, I was going to ask you this later. Let's do it now, though. At the top of the show, did you ever think of giving up the game? Are you thirty three now? Thirty four. Thirty four. Right, thirty four. Captain of Falkirk. And um, we know your career down south did really well, but you had an injury, and it could have gone even further. The McGinn family, you know, Paul playing at Motherwell, and John obviously famously playing Aston Villa in Scotland. Um, how did you feel last night getting through to a quarter final at this stage? I think, I mean, obviously I came off uh, about 15 minutes to go and I think when the, the fourth and fifth goals go in and you're pretty sure of, of uh, the victory, you do start to, it's hard not to, I mean, we've got loads of important league games in between, but you do start to think about what if, if you beat Ayr and, and captain and the, the side in a national semi-final. But yeah, I mean, a few years ago, um, the way... Uh, it finished for me at St Martin. obviously just did a 
baby girl for the first time and I had my third knee operation and mm-hmm. a bit disappointed with the way someone let me go and it was right in the middle of COVID. So um, during, sorry, during COVID, did you suddenly get a message? No, I was... Uh, uh, COVID had just started. I'd had right. my little girl. We were obviously yeah. on furlough. Club were great with the furlough. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, this is with no ill feelings. To, no. This is just my personal situation. And um, after everything I'd been through, Jim Goodwin, phone call, couple of minutes, time's up for you at St Martin. And, and, you, and you do start, I mean, it's you do start to think, right, I've got a wee girl now. I've got, mm. This isn't a... Football's a selfish game. It is, I mean, at the top. <clears throat> I suppose the boys get paid well enough to... Yeah. Not worry about things in the immediate future, but <coughs> you're thinking, right, what do I do now? Um, Jack had obviously been the Hibs manager and he'd gave me that opportunity. We, I mean, we didn't know what was happening with football. We knew the Premier League was starting again. There wasn't, the phone, phone wasn't off the hook. There was, I had a few offers, but nothing that really I fancied. And he offered me the kind of player coaching role at Hibs, which this, was this kind of Jack Ross. Jack yeah. Ross at Hibs, sorry. And it, so it, you were only 31? 31, yeah. I leaned more to the coaching. It, it was more of a coaching role. I, played a couple of games but it was more coaching and I'd seriously thought about, uh, about calling it a day and um, yeah Jack had said look next year no playing at all right. I, need, I need you to be a coach this is too big a club um, to do both especially at your age so and I really thought about it and I, I actually end up going on loan to Morton and just think right one last mm-hmm. crack at it see if this doesn't go well I'm calling it a day and to be fair like last night you, you reflect on that because you think well, I've had won a league with Kilmarnock that special night mm-hmm. down at Rugby Park against a Broth and then this game in a couple of weeks to, to take Falkirk uh, and captain aside in a national semi-final so all those doubts and all those uh, you just back yourself and thankfully it's paid off I know we're really proud of you here at Go Radio because mm-hmm. even you know when Mick was on and before Amber we said but we're with Stephen as well because everyone was going on about Darvel and I understand it but with you being part of the team and your family must be so proud your mum and dad you know your brothers and sister you, you, yeah. use, you use everything I mean I, I'm a total respect for Mick and, and the yeah. job he's done and the yeah. team they've got their good side they made it t- difficult for us at times but you, you, t- to win a t- it's like a boxing match I mean they're, they're what's stopping us having this opportunity earning money win bonuses and the chance to maybe get to Hamden so you use everything to your advantage so I even tell them that Paul Cooney's asking uh, my colleagues on air who's the favourites is it Darvel right. or Falkirk yeah so I said, did you? Mean, yeah, yeah. you use everything sure. you can. You say yeah. people genuinely don't believe that we are the favourites and we are four divisions above them. So yeah. you use everything, I mean, uh, to your advantage. And no, credit, credit to you, Stephen, for being very positive. You mentioned there your young family and your injury and, you know, you've come through a bit of adversity. You know, fair play yeah. to you. And listen, if, if all else fails, you've got a career in the media, I'm sure of that, because you speak very well. Yeah. Um, you know the game you've got great experiences over the years with different managers and you've worked with a lot of people for myself I went straight in to the media literally as soon as I finished my career I got over my illness obviously I've dipped my toe into coaching and management but not really got that sort of contract in terms of being a manager but yeah. but what would you want you would you want to be a manager are you quite happy to I mean I, I don't know I've, I've never ruled it out I mean I mm. loved being part of obviously at a young age, I, I'm still still thankful to Jack. I mean, a massive club at Hibs. We we finished third in in the league in the year I was there. And you, you're in. The, you, you trusted me. He's full trust in me, and you're you're helping make decisions. And you're working with some top players. I mean, um, on a Friday you'd take the shooting with Kevin Nisbet, Martin Boyle, and stuff like that. So it was a brilliant experience from the time and at the time, and really whets the appetite. But you'll know yourself, John. Nothing 
eats playing, and mm. I just I just wanted to pursue that and see if I could if I could go again. And and thankfully, are you, are you doing your badges at the minute? Are you? Yeah, are you I've pursuing? done my B, so I'm, right. I'm I'm halfway through the A license. So. Ah, good. So look at if you yeah. if you've got your badges, then you you've obviously got another option. Then I'm with the coaching. Yeah. Whether you want to continue playing, but no, keep going, mate. You're doing great. Stephen McGinn, John Hartson, Paul Cooney. I'm absolutely chuffed that I've been mentioned in a, a team talk or in, in a dressing room. It's a long time since that's happened, but you know, there was no disrespect in it. No, and I my know, question you, was you, you yeah, have to you sure. have to kind of, of use course. this. It's yeah. I mean you hear Davo speaking about it. I mean Errol do it as well. Errol yeah. Errol probably have listened to some of your interviews from last night or, ah. or me just now talking about semi finals sure. and, and use that. I mean as a it's a tough sport. Valentine's Day what do you love most about football what do you love most about football Stephen is that an easy one it's winning and getting through to a quarter final or not. so have a think what do you love most about football John for you so many goals so many cups yeah. so many scoring big yeah. important get goals that win you the game obviously it's a team game but the centre forwards are there centre forwards are judged on goals yeah. and, and that's what keeps you in the team um so obviously flowers for my wife as well. That's very important. I made sure I was down the co-op this morning Good getting man. a flower, bit oh, of chocolate, down the, down chocolate the chocolates off the kids. Hey, who uh, says romance is dead? Goes down for. <laughs> well, it was because oh, John. Yeah. she don't want me to spend 50, 60 quid on flowers from yep. you know all so, these yeah. things. you know, but uh, yep. listen, it's the thought that counts. Paul. It is exactly. Uh, Stephen, was it a late night last night? Final point on it. Yeah, was it? by the time you yeah. get in, it's twelve o'clock and sure. yeah, adrenaline. You can't yeah. sleep. So mm-hmm. watched a f- watched a film last night, an old classic. So uh, yeah. then go to escape to victory or something. No, it was departed. Uh, All right, departed. Yeah. The Martin Scorsese film. Oh yeah, great film. James, yeah. executive producer, approves of that one. What do you love most in football, Stephen? On Valentine's Day, uh, everything about it. Yeah. To be honest, uh, everything. I, I'm going to the Motherwell St. Mon game tomorrow night, and uh, and a really important game for my brother. But uh, just everything about it, going to the game, my dad, and just walking out the lights and the importance of the game. It's just yeah, so that's everything. Listen, we're Glasgow's own, we're Lanarkshire's own, Renfrewshire, Motherwell. We care about the well. What are they going to do? I know Stuart Kettlewell is in charge for tomorrow. This is a massive game. What are Motherwell going to do? And he mentioned the name there that uh, Jack Ross would it be the job for him. Would it be who? Who can dig them out? Is it Stuart from now till the end of the season or whatever? Massive John, isn't it for Motherwell? Who started the season? You would have thought probably going to be top six. I don't know, but plunged to joint bottom. Yeah, well, they went with Stephen Hamill, didn't they? Yep. And um, listen, if it if we, I, everybody, yep. we had um, Stephen Cragen in the show on yep, the show sure. saying, "Are oh, oh, we all wanted Stephen mm-hmm. Hamill to do well?" We were all behind him, a young lad come through, a legend as a player at Motherwell. They decided to go with one of their own and he's just not managed to get the results. Mm. He's just not managed to get them further up the table. And sometimes, I don't think they've panicked. They probably feel Motherwell, they've made the right decision. Maybe they want to get somebody in there who's more used to being in and around this league. Mm-hmm. Um, probably had more games under his belt as a manager. I think Stephen's done an awful lot wrong. But he just found himself a bit unfortunate in his first job that you know he couldn't quite get Motherwell further up the table. Yep. So what they've decided to do is give the new manager enough games, what is it, 13, 14 games to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll, they'll want to get you know a bounce from the new manager. That's all it is. I don't think it's any detriment towards Stephen Hamill's career. It would have been a fantastic effort if, he, if he'd managed to keep Motherwell you know, yep. in in the Scottish Premiership, that's all they've done, and now they're looking for a more experienced manager. 
you know, to, to get them to a place where they can kick on next season and not, they won't be playing in the Championship. Jack Ross, is that a name that would uh, interest Motherwell, do you think? I'm trying to think. John Hughes was mentioned yesterday. What do you think it's going to take? They've got nine new players in just weeks ago and that's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, John's last point there about the experience, I mm. think that's it's really important. I think if you watch Liam Kelly's interview from, from the weekend, I know yeah. sometimes mm. players can get labelled about getting managers a sack or down tools. I think from his interview alone, you could tell that the players really liked Stephen Hamill. They really wanted it to work. Um, and it just it just hasn't done. I, th- I thought I've, I said last week in the show, I thought the new signings confused it. Um, didn't really ever know what the team was going to be. And I think that maybe comes with experience where you say, right, get your best 11 in the park and mm. win, lose or draw, get that best team out again the next week. So, I mean, just from a purely selfish brother, point of view I hope uh, Stuart Kettlewell goes in and wins every game as caretaker and keeps him up at the end of the season but I would think I mean guys like Jack Ross must be interested I mean it's a great club Motherwell um, real real solid Premier League club for years and it'd be a disaster if they were to drop out of the league It's getting them you know everybody talks about it it's getting them back to back wins Yeah, it's huge because sometimes you can get one when Motherwell are sitting second bottom yeah. 20 points mm-hmm. Um, it's getting them back to back, then bounce wins. You know, sometimes you get three points, it's great. But then if you go and lose the next three, you're all of a sudden back down again. If you go and, because it's so tight down the bottom there, I think there's one or two points that bottom five. Yeah, so if you if if you go and win two games back to back, Paul, all of a sudden then you're, you're you're seventh or eighth. Yeah, the pressure then is off massively. But when you're fighting against the bottom all the time every pass every goal every minute makes yeah. a huge difference you know uh, so sometimes as well but it's interesting to see who, who they'll bring in yeah. um, what do you think let's ask the Motherwell fans who would you like as manager is it Stuart Kettlewell now till the end of the season uh, here's Stephen Reside who's gone on social media Stephen of course who has been on the show a number of times he said after the defeat at the weekend to Wraith Rovers we gave you passion you gave us nothing we gave you colour, you know, the colour of the Motherwell fans there, all the, the scarves, there was a few thousand of them. You, We gave you colour, you gave us nothing. We've done all we can, lads. You must react on Wednesday. It's going to be some game, Motherwell against St Mirren. You'll have uh, conflicting... I, I know, and, it, and it, but it's, you know what you're getting from St Mirren. Yeah. Uh, St Mirren are going to come, really experienced, organised mm-hmm. team. Uh, they're very difficult to beat. I know Celtic beat them 5-1 at the weekend but for long spells uh, they couldn't get into their game they couldn't be free-flowing so it's, it's not an easy game and especially with a home form I mean the home form's why, the, why they're where they are I mean it's been really poor and Dyer. Yep. yeah that's relegation form when you, when you can't win a game at home OK the, one of the Rangers stars has been saying that Rangers were too defensive under Giovanni van Bronckhurst more on that shortly and then John I don't even know if we'll touch on it rumour mill going that Crystal Palace would like a top Celtic star the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Crazy old game football, isn't it? Jesse Marsh departed, what, a week ago from Leeds United. Who's back? Southampton. John Hartson, you know the club well. Yeah, Is it inc- true, it's Jesse? Inc- it's incredible. You yeah. can get sacked from one club and just move into another one within a week. You know, Nathan Jones, a good friend of mine, yeah. um, it, he didn't catch it at Southampton. Uh, you know, I think it's a big step as well from Luton in the yeah. championship. Mm. He, he got to a playoff final at Luton. And yes, he had got them playing very well, um, Luton. And he left Luton to go to Stoke, went back to Luton, was fortunate. 
And yeah, he had to go, I suppose, because it's yeah. the Premier League, you know, it's it's the holy grail for managers down south. But Southampton well, just just never got them going, never scored enough goals, no. too many lo- 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 losing games. And can they, Jesse keep again, him up? Sorry, can, will he keep him up? I guess well, that's what they think. It's going to be down yeah. a lot to the players as well. Yeah. If he can get turned out to the players, if your best players can actually start putting performances, because... Listen, we all talk about managers not getting results, but surely at some stage you have got to point to the the players as well. Are, are they, you know, are they putting in the performances that 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 they should be? You know, they have to take some responsibility when a manager gets sacked. I don't care what what people say. Stephen, players need to stand up. I mean, we hear that year after year. It's true, but there's more players than you know one manager, a couple of coaches, but twenty players, twenty five players. Yeah, it's just a mad world of football that um, Leeds can sack Jesse Marsh because they don't think he's the right man to keep them up and a relegation rival hires him with that remit of keeping Southampton in the league. But I thought, um, I always thought, just from watching John against Southampton, Ralph Hassenhutel, they were really hard to beat. They were always a wee bit of thorn in Aston Villa's side and I think they'll maybe regret sacking him if there wasn't any fallout behind because good experience, they were always a really hard team to play against and that's what they've not been for the last couple of months. So could he be going to Yorkshire? Ralph Hassanthal, yeah. why not? I mean, to to, oh, to Trade Swap. Yeah. To Leeds United. You never know. They're talking about it down south. Some breaking news, and it's big news. Ted Lasso, season three, is coming soon. I know that uh, Jesse Marsh feels that people... Did you watch it, John? No. Uh, it's brilliant. Is it? It's really... Have you seen it, Stephen? No. No, I would recommend it. Ted Lasso, he's an American, comes over, hasn't worked in football, but he's a coach doesn't know anything about football but you get into it it's really really good and that is breaking news thanks Gillian uh, Ted Lasso season 3 is coming soon Apple TV but he was Jesse Marsh they said that he suffered from that because people said oh it's a bit like Ted Lasso but uh, there mm. we are that is breaking news not exactly football news here but it is there um, <laughs> well if we yeah. if we say anything or yeah. if we try and take off the accent we, we'll get done for that you know, right. people, John, there'll be Americans phoning in so I'm, I'm just not saying nothing is that really your accent are you really Welsh John Hartson oh well I can get the shout out to my back or come rag but yeah, I, I speak the language fluent as well Paul that John, makes me Welsh I know remember you sang the anthem but absolutely John, we haven't mentioned the weekend yet with uh, Scotland, but it was a great win for Scotland in the rugby. Twice in the against, last thirty years, I yeah, know. great result for Scotland, <laughs> yeah, brilliant, absolutely. But they were, they were very good, and there was the whole the Doddy Weir situation. Yeah, I think sure, they were. Doddy was up there watching, looking down, and the the whole the whole bit. Yeah. You know, they, they did the the cycle and everything. I watched it all. I love the rugby, and uh, yeah. it was all it was all set up for a Scotland win. It, it really was. Princess Anne was there again. It was a massive rugby fan, mm. isn't she? And yeah, Scotland deserved it. I, I thought they were brilliant, especially in the second half. They, they run out comfortable winners. So some of the headlines, thank you, John, for that. That was a, it was a good wee swipe at the beginning, but also then great tribute <laughs> uh, for the Doddy Weir Cup. It was brilliant for Scotland. So headlines at Celtic. What's the news on Kyogo? He's back in for another scan today on that shoulder. shoulder. This is what the manager said after the game. He didn't know much about it. We'll get a scan tomorrow, obviously. Um, there's an issue there. Um, he's a pretty quick healer, so hopefully it won't be anything too serious. But um, yeah, disappointed to lose him. And you can imagine they're hopeful that he will be fit for the cup final on the 26th of the month. But Kyogo, John, you can't really overestimate how important he is to that Celtic team. Yeah, very important. Scored a double last year against against Hibs, wasn't it? In the final, two brilliant goals. Um, but Celtic have, you know, they won't they won't want to lose him. They mm-hmm. want to get you know the manager said there that he's a quick healer. It all depends how bad and what the scan obviously shows tomorrow. Um, 
they've got the boy Ho now, haven't they? And obviously he can play there. And obviously they've got Maeda as well who can play yeah. through the middle. So there are, you know, one or two options. But of course, you, you, you want your best centre forward at the club playing. Stephen? Oh, he, he got injured with it in the, the Rangers game after yeah. the first couple of minutes. And um, he came on as a substitute four or five days later against Real Madrid. So I think that's what Celtic fans will be, be hoping. What Anne said, he's a quick healer. And maybe it was just precaution that he goes off with some of the big games upcoming. Um, I think I think Maida is less comfortable through the middle. Yeah. I think uh, they tried it in the semi-final last year at Hamden, um, and it and it didn't really work. I think he does. He's he's on fire out in the left. So I think I think Celtic will be looking to get Kyogo back as soon as possible. If he doesn't make it, though, you know you're looking for different options, aren't you? Um, Hall looked decent, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, you like Yeah. Um, looks so strong, John, doesn't he? He's, looks strong, yeah. looks a strong runner. Yeah, and Ange obviously believes in him. He's another one of Ange's signings. Mm. He hasn't got a lot wrong in terms of his recruitment. But ideally, you know, you want Kyogo back for, for, for big games. And Aberdeen at home, of course, Celtic at the weekend. Yeah. And then obviously the cup final, which you'll yeah. want to put your full strength team out there mm. against Rangers in the cup final. That's what you want. But, you know, do they risk Kyogo for the rest? Listen, if he's... If he's anywhere near fit, mm. he starts. He starts because he's worth that risk. For the cup final. We'll come back to that. We'll hear more from Ange shortly. And also from Michael Beale, arguably the man of the weekend. Although some Rangers fans feel he was wrong to give Thistle the chance to get that goal. I want you... In fact, what is your opinion? Let's ask Connor, who's on the line, just outside Glasgow, Rangers fan. Good evening, Connor. Evening, Paul, John, Stephen, how are you doing? Hi, Connor. Yeah, Connor. we're good, thanks. What about you? Can we ask you first? What did you think about the decision then, Michael Beale saying, let let Thistle score? Well, <clears throat> I'll be honest with you, at the time, as it was happening in the moment, mm-hmm. I wasn't happy. Yeah, um, yeah. However, with the dust settling and looking back on it, I can see why he's made the decision. But the issue I took is I actually felt the whole situation didn't need to occur like that in the first place because I think if the referee had made the right decision, it wouldn't have happened because... The reason Tillman was on the ground was because he'd been stamped on by Milne, the Patrick Thistle player, who I think could have been given a red card for that, but at the very least, a free kick and a yellow card should have been given. And for whatever reason, probably because it just everything seemed to happen at 100 miles an hour, the ref didn't seem to do anything. Um, so in that respect, I think it could have been avoided. But look, I think it, it reflects well on the club. Um, and that, that can be a good thing because I think we know for a number of years now, Rangers haven't had many friends. Um, so well, sorry, what, what do you what do you mean by that, Connor? Is that the what do you mean? They've not had many friends. Well, are you getting on in the on the pitch? No, I'm not not on the pitch. I mean, and in general, I don't think Celtic and Rangers have many friends because they tend to dominate, and I don't think people outside the old firm enjoy that as much as we do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's more <laughs> okay. Like yeah. Um, um, right, let's ask Stephen as a defensive midfield. What did you think about that? I mean, I think it is mayhem for the referees just now. But do you remember that? Did you get a chance to watch it again? I know you've had a mad weekend with the football, but so that moment. No, I watched the game. Yeah. Uh, my overriding feeling, and the best thing that happened was what Michael Bickbeal did. Mm-hmm. I think um, it protected Marek Tillman. I think mm-hmm. the fallout from it would have been massive. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think if it was one 0 Partick still had that wee glimmer. I felt watching the game. I thought Partick were outstanding in the first half. Rangers didn't really get going. Partick had the best chances, but. Rangers, like they've done under a few times under Michael Beale, they, they got better after a half-time team talk. Um, I never felt they were going to lose the game second half. It was already 1-1 and I think I think it was the right thing to do. Uh, John played in that kind of inf- ill-famous uh, 
Aberdeen uh, Aston Villa Leeds game yeah. when, the, uh-huh. when Aston Villa get given the goal and uh, Bielsa get rightly credited for mm-hmm. it because oh, <laughs> having been on the receiving end obviously watching John you're thinking it feels like you're totally been cheated so um, it did the right thing and I think it protected Marek Tillman I agree I agree with Steve I think it was the correct thing to do listen Michael Beale is damned if he does yeah. he's damned if he doesn't you know look, read the paper I don't read much papers but I read some of the comments today people were saying he was just scandalous is Michael Beale drunk what's he doing can't believe he's he's let um, he's let them do that Partick um, other comments were brilliant greater sportsman you know, greater sports gesture I've ever seen in my life. I don't think it was that big, but it was the right thing to do. One, um, you know, the the goal, a lot of controversy yeah. around it. Should Tillman have gone on to... I, I, I agree with Michael Beale. I think he was, he was in the moment. He couldn't quite cheer the ref, blowing the whistle. He scores the goal. And then, and then rightly so, Rangers then... It, it was really good what they did, by the way. Um, they, they allowed Partick to go up the other end. Mm. I think, one, he protects Tillman from getting a lot of abuse um, because people wouldn't have believed that he didn't hear it and he, you know, he was in the moment. So I, I actually agree with Stephen. I think it was the right thing to do. Rangers went on. They, they, was, you know, yeah. they managed to win. Uh, was it Sands header and they won the goal, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, they won 3-2. Sure. I think Partick give... Uh, you know, give a really good count of oh, themselves. Yeah. yeah, and then the manager's gone. Here's what Michael Beale said about that incident. I think if you watch the whole thing back, obviously I'm watching it. Malik gets injured, and we play the ball out. But Malik's laying down on the floor, so he doesn't see that we've played the ball out. So by the time Malik gets up, he sees that they've got a throw on. He actually puts his arm up to the referee as if to say how they've got a throw, and then he goes and presses it like he's been taught. He's completely unaware of the situation. I had to speak to my bench to make sure that. That's what they saw as well. Malik actually came over and I spoke to him. He confirmed it. So it was the right thing to do. Malik Tillman is a fantastic young player and I don't want that hanging around his head. He's never cheated anyone in his life and as a football club, we got high standards. We don't need to do that to be party fissile at home. And it was a complete misunderstanding. It was not in fitting with the game, the way it was played or the way it was played after. I thought afterwards the players all managed to play the game well, if you watch the whole scenario back, which I have done just a minute ago, then it was just a big misunderstanding. So I'm glad that we're through tonight and I'm glad we're not talking about that as the reason that we're through. Well handed, Michael Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and like he says, I think if they don't give that goal, Rangers probably go on and win 3-1, 4-1. All the chat is about sure. Marek Tillman mm-hmm. and, and what would have happened if... I think Rangers would have won the game, as they did, even though it goes to two each after yeah, they've given I just goal. think you draw a line through it now. Rangers are through... Partick put up a really good performance. I think the the sporting um, the, the sporting generosity came through. The right call was yep. made, and that's it. You draw a line under it. Now we don't keep going. I think the what we do in Scotland here. What we, I think a lot of what the what happens is for the next three or four days it's spoken about. So listen, yep. it's gone. Michael Beale's in charge. He's the manager. He made the decision that Partick should get the goal back. Rightly so because he felt he was a bit of an unjust with Tillman scoring the goal. He just explained it to everybody. That's it. He's the manager. He calls the shots. The buck stops with Michael Beale. If he'd lost three or four games since he's been manager, he probably wouldn't have lasted till the end of the season. You know, there's people talking about, are they playing great football? Are they are they doing this? They've been behind in almost every game. What Michael Beale has got from Rangers is character and spirit. Yeah. Because that's a sign of a good team when you're not winning, you're not free-flowing, winning three or four, five nil. 
you're sure. going behind, but you're showing great credit, credit to come back and win games. Yeah. That's what he's done sure. several times this season. 12 wins, John, as you know, one draw. Yeah. Uh, Connor, what are you thinking for this weekend? Because back to the league, obviously the Cup's the following weekend. How are you feeling about it? You need to play better against Livingston. We do, we do. I, I make a point with VR mix as well, but we do. Yeah, Because sure. Livingston is a, are, are tough customers. You go away to Livy, you know the kind of game you're going to be in for. Um, you know they'll make it tough for us, they'll sit deep. Um, they'll try and catch us and counter the attacks, which, to be fair at times, has proven fruitful um, for them and other clubs. Um I think obviously we'll be back playing our normal full-strength team. I don't think you'll be seeing James Sands and Ben Davies as a partnership. I think Goldson clearly yeah. will be back in there. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, we just have to go and take that. I always think if you go to these games, these tough away games, if you can get a goal early on in the piece, mm-hmm. that just settles you on the others. And what it means is they have to come out a bit more yeah. because they can't just sit in, otherwise they're going to potentially lose the game. Um, also, that's the key. And I think that'll be important. Also, I'd like to see Kemal Roof start if he was fit enough, just because Cholak, <laughs> he got the goal the other day. I'm still, I think he's still working his way back, and Morelos has been kind of 50 50 as well. So I don't see any harm in maybe giving Roof, even if it's an hour um, uh, in, in the game at the weekend. Um, he, he got a taste at the weekend. Mm. It's good to see him back in. What did you want to say about VAR, Connor? What's on your mind? Yeah, listen, I think a conversation needs to happen because VR, not the necessarily the system, but those run it, yep. the mistakes they're making, how two referees, because it's two referees, mm-hmm. looked at Cholak's handball and thought that's a penalty. Yep. One of them had to direct David Monroe as that he had made such a bad error, he had to check it. Mm-hmm. Also, you can think a player fouled a yard outside the box yep. as a penalty. Sure. For our one, I don't know. And it's, it comes in a line a long list of decisions that they're getting wrong, whether it's no matter who it's for or against, whether it's Morton, even though they were going to get beat anyway, sure. getting a handball given against them that you just, it is never in your life been a handball, whether it's yep. you know uh, Celtic getting one against them when Conor Goldson handballed that they were for him. And I'm man enough to admit that, Rob. Yeah. Um, you know, I you're just the, don't you're, understand. You're, you're the, the only Rangers fan that I've said yeah. that. Come on. <laughs> There's John. He's a bit <laughs> you, mischievous you, you, today, you, you, Connor. You're, you're one of thousands to admit that, by the way. Connor, we're going to yellow card him maybe soon. Connor, what do you yeah. think about um, about Rangers? They have to come out and maybe start on the front foot because I think the character within the side that's come from Michael Beale. Obviously, there's a never say die attitude in there. They go till the 90th minute, and they've came from behind in several games this season. You look at the games. You go back to Michael Beale's time back uh, in charge. You went behind in his home debut against Hibs. You went behind against Aberdeen. Now you just find in the character went behind against Partick. Yep. There's several other games where you've gone behind in games, and you found a way in the second half to either get back into it and win the game, which is great because it's a really good sign when you're not playing that well, but you're still winning games. Are you a little bit worried that? Rangers are not coming out and starting games properly, hence going behind and then managing to dig out the wins. Yeah, listen, you have to be because we've dug out the wins thus far, but eventually that catches up to you. Eventually mm. you, you concede the first goal in a game and you don't come back. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, we've done well, the mentality is there, and I think that's a good thing because I think if you, if you looked at us under Geo, in his last couple of months when we went behind, 
you compare to now under Michael Beale, clearly the mentality is a lot better and mm. the head don't just drop yeah. in the accepting of defeat because they've went behind. But we're starting to slow the pedestrian even Partick Thistle at the weekend. My opinion is in the first half, I thought we took them far too lightly. I thought we we completely disrespected them with our attitude to that game because it was kind of like, well, we'll win anyway, so who cares? We don't really need to, to lift a leg here. And that seems to be a thing, a theme where 20 minutes, half an hour, then we get into it. But see, when you're playing, even teams like Livy at the weekend, or whether it's a Hibs, a Hearts, an Aberdeen, a Celtic, yep. you're not going to get half an hour to get into those games. They're going to come at you. Uh, yeah, and they're not going to get the time this weekend. On the VAR, Stephen, in England, they've moved quickly, they've dropped referees. We know that Howard Webb stepped in. Silence up here. What do you think should happen? Yeah, I mean, you're just, every week you're talking about it and you're just desperate as a football fan you're just desperate for it I mean how the, how they can give that Cholak ones a penalty and then the Rangers one I mean you just like Stuart Bannigan's knows he's given away a foul probably probably a yellow card yeah. in a dangerous position part of his thing about taking him down he's been beat well beaten by mm-hmm. Tillman on the byline good skill I can take him down here because I'm I'm not even close to the box I'm four or five yards out of the box and then you're given a penalty which is checked by VAR and then still given I mean it's just it's it, the whole thing's just quite confusing it was almost yeah. like they were delighted to find something maybe a tug in the box but yeah. look you're a striker you're a defensive midfielder you know that there's tussles going on in the box they're desperate to give a pen- either way it's just to justify a decision no, it's too much. We're going to have to take a quick break. Thanks for taking more calls. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Victoria, Cheers, Steve McGinn. Cheers, Connor. Thanks for that. And the one and only, John Hartson. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Paul Cooney with the A-team. Did you hear those two last night? Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi giving a stick there because I got new boots, John. So our right. are listening. Just heard it there on the trail. A Crofty and Grado as well watching it. Uh, oh, actually, it's a great what? listen at breakfast. So what time were you up this morning after uh, last night? The, you, you couldn't sleep, obviously, with the adrenaline pumping. You're in the Scottish Cup. Yeah, I went final. up in the spare bed to try and get a, a yeah. sleep last <laughs> night, but my wee girl came through at half past seven, so yeah. on the go since. John's up, obviously, f- uh, f- for a couple of days, so ah. out for breakfast with him and uh, my ki- the kids, so they were delighted to see him. Fantastic. Who paid? It's okay, you don't need to tell us. It's uh, you, <laughs> probably with a bonus from last night. Uh, Ange Postacoglu, he was happy at the weekend with Celtic's win in the Cup against St Mirren. Yeah, I mean that was that's a key thing. We're in the, into the next round. Had a, yeah, I thought it was a real good cup tie. You know, they um, they came at us and um, yeah, they, they put in a, a hell of a shift today to try and stop us. And, and credit to them. But um, again, the lads stuck at it. And uh, you know, I thought um, you know towards the end of the game we, we got it. Obviously, them going a man down didn't help them. But I just thought we were getting stronger. And um, you know, again, great con- contribution from the guys off the bench. And Stephen, the draw came out. You heard it in the bus on the way to Darvo. Heart Celtic. That's tie of the round yeah I mean yeah. going to be a great game um, an absolute certainty for the, the tie of the round um, both t- both teams will be disappointed with it um, with, with the potential ties they could have had mm-hmm. so um, yeah but a real corker for a, for a quarter final let's go on the lines a Rangers fan is on Justin in Glasgow good evening Justin hi guys how you doing yeah good are you okay yeah all good all good so uh, awake and alive that's always a good start good good start to the day I find yeah. <laughs> Justin what's on your mind tonight um, it was just I was listening to the last call talking about uh, and, and obviously John talking about Rangers having this kind of never say die attitude and always kind of coming from behind mm-hmm. and that, that, that's I cannot 
bit of contentious ongoing concern for me and I know quite a few Rangers fans mm-hmm. I've spoke to mm-hmm. uh, when we go to the games because we, I, I think it's mainly stems from uh, kind of when Gio took over uh, we seem to be really lightweight at the back and more in particular kind of left and right back my always concern is at left back I think Barisic is defensively a massive weak link for us and I think that puts a lot of pressure on the rest of the defence going forward we, we seem to be creative we seem to be creating chances but the argument I always have with, with friends of mine is you know they say that like, Barisic creates this and mm-hmm. three kicks and balls into the box are, are good which is which is fine but there's no point in that being the case and you know 15 assists a season if defensively he's kind of culpable for 10, 12 goals a season because he backs off and backs off and he seems to be really lightweight when getting into tackle challenges. So who would you play then, Justin? So if you were the manager, what would you what would your back four be? My, my, my honest, that's a, a kind of challenging question because we don't really have a left back that could step in there right now. But yeah. I think I highlighted the situation because yep. uh, Bassey leaving yep. I think Bassey as much as yeah he was used at centre half a lot during, during the European games I think when he did play at left back mm-hmm. I think a few of the times he went out at left back after playing centre half he created goals and he created two memorable goals when he moved out at left back he was strong he, he was hard to get past All right, so let's Barisic for me yep. Seems to be too easy to get past, and he backs off, backs off, backs off, almost letting the defender let the attacker out of the box. Stephen, do you want to come in on that? Well, just from the outside looking in, uh, I think the Rangers uh, manager and, and Geo and, and Ross Wilson, I think they they agree with Justin. I think they tried to. I mean, they spent a lot of money on the boy Redvan, and it's just not worked. Borna Barisic is Rangers' best available left back, and that's why he plays all the games. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that he, I mean he's not have, he's not hit the heights of previous seasons. He's not having a good season, but he is the best available left back they have. And Yilmaz was how much? Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, Yilmaz was it five, three and a half to three, five three million. million. Yeah, it's a lot of money, John. And Yilmaz. Yeah, that, that's one that, that they're going to have to just take on the chin because I don't think Yilmaz has, has you know, he's um, he's not. Pulled up any trees as he's not, he can't get in the team. Basically. He's got the injury as well. I so. like Barisic, yeah. I do like Bar. I defensively, yes, he has frailties, but going forward, uh, I, I think, um, you know, the previous caller was talking about he wants to see Rangers attacking more, not being so defensive, you know, minded. Bar- Barisic does get forward and he has got a fantastic left foot. He does put in some wonderful crosses into the box for the strikers. Um, but defensively, he can let you down. He can let you down on the back post. You know, he can let you down defensively when he's too far forward. He's not quite in sync with the other defence, with the other defenders, should I say. But um, no, you know, it would be a concern for me if I was if I was a Rangers supporter, the fact that they are going behind um, and they're going to have, they're, they're digging themselves, you yeah. know, out of things because that is good character. That is good spirit. And, it's almost like I wouldn't say it's it's filling in the, the you know what the, the covering the cracks and all yeah. that sort of stuff, but they cannot keep doing playing this way, yeah. you know, because at some stage, a team that you're up against, they will hold out, they'll go and put another three to sit in front of the back four, they'll just shove ten men behind the ball, they'll camp out on the edge of their own box, and Rangers potentially might lose points 
on the back of coming not coming out at the start of play and going at teams or making sure that they go into the lead. They can't keep coming from coming from behind every single time they play. I'm not saying it's every time, no. but lots of too times, often. too often. You know, St. Johnson away. Yep. You know, and and it is great when you when you're not playing really well, and you're not you know scintillating, but you can. It's brilliant for the manager because mm. I've got some real character in this dressing room to keep coming coming back and winning games. But it would be a slight concern if they keep going behind in yep. games. Justin, do you think the manager realizes this though, and it's going to be a huge summer? I think, again, personally, I think Barisic will be the first aspect to replace at the start of the season, uh, the start of the new season. I was surprised it wasn't looked at in, in the, the January window there, but mm-hmm. I think it'll be the first place that they'll strengthen that and the goalkeeper. I, I'd be keen to ask John, I, I mean, mm-hmm. as a, a former striker myself, obviously not John's kind of level, but mm-hmm. would, would you not target John that kind of indecisive of kind of weakness in a defence right away as a striker and think I've got a chance against this guy because he's going to let me back in and back in and back into the defence yeah. or your wingers that you've played with people like Larson and stuff like that would yeah. that not be a, a a target and a dressing room for yeah. you guys to, to, to go in and say that's where we're going down that's the road we're going down every every time we get the ball John Justin you're 100% right I, I, I think you would um, I think the you know, you'd know who you're up against and you'd know. It's, it's very similar to if Rangers have one player defensively, one the centre-halves who's fantastic on the ball, the other one's not so good. You'll almost say, let the goalkeeper throw the ball to the defender that's not so good with his feet. Also, you know, if I felt I had the beating of Barisic on the back post, if I was bigger, stronger, better in the air, I would obviously be, pe- be peeling on Barisic and I'd want my left winger, maybe Stevie Guppy, Alan Thompson, mm. to play plenty of balls in behind because I know I've got the beating of this player. So you want, you're 100% right. I think you would target certain weaknesses in, 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 in teams' defences. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily think... I, I, I like Barisic. Remember a couple of years ago, Justin, when I think Steven Gerrard was in charge, Barisic was out the door. Oh yeah, he was he, almost he, away. He was yeah, yeah. All, he, sure. one game. I remember watching. He was going round the pitch. Mm. I think he came off as a sub, Justin, and he was clapping the supporters. Yeah, as almost saying, "I'm away." Yeah, but for for whatever reason, maybe maybe the deal just didn't go through, yeah. and then other managers are brought him back into the team. Um, but I do think he's got he's got ability going forward. You know, he's a Croatian. He's got lots and lots sure. of caps for Croatia. He's no mug. But he's this, better going forward he's no mug. than he is. Of he's, course. He's no mug, but he's just got... He switches off you defensively. Can I throw in a name, Stephen? For example, Leila Bada has exploited that, hasn't he? You know, famously against Rangers. Yeah, he's uh, scored some big goals. I, I just... I think Michael Beale's still learning a lot about his squad. Mm-hmm. And um, at the minute, I think his three most important players are Conor Goldson, mm-hmm. Ryan Kent and Fashion Sakala. And I think when you look across the city... I think at times Postico, Ange Postacoglu would love to take Callum McGregor off or, or give Cal- Carter Vickers a rest. He never he never does. They always play. I think even at St, uh, St. Martin Saturday, they've learned a lesson uh, from St. Martin previously and, uh, when Carter Vickers missed out and they always play. And, and I just see the, those three, especially the way Sakala's kind of going at the minute. Mm-hmm. The other two, obviously, over, over the years have been important players. But I just thought when I seen the team, I thought that's three big misses for Rangers today. Who are your Celtic three? You mentioned Callum McGregor, Carter Vickers, 
I, I, th- I think <laughs> obviously with, with the way the squad is, it's Kyogo just now with the, with the goals. Yeah. Certainly, okay. certainly I've got 10. I know. We'll talk about that after the news then. Justin, that's the first hour up. Cheers, Thanks Justin. so much for calling. Yeah, Kyogo was the player. We'll talk about it. Crystal Palace mentioned, but that's the job of agents and all the rest of it. For Celtic fans, they'll want to know that he's going to be fit for the cup final, which is only, what, 10, 11 days away looking forward to it quick break for the news then we're back John Hartson, and Stephen McGinn The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley Let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. We're in the company, Paul Cooney here, with Stephen McGinn and John Hartson. John, what's the, what's the job you enjoyed most? Have a think about that. And for you, Stephen, as well, on this Valentine's Day, John was all sorted this morning. Stephen, cock a hoop after that win last night against Darville. And listen, thanks to Mick Kennedy for joining us. And John McGlynn will be delighted. And, you know, not much said about your manager there, but my goodness, that could have been a banana skin. You could see the work that was done on it, the preparation for the game and the determination. Yeah, he's meticulous. He's, uh, I mean, right down to... Even that I spoke to some of my friends, that the first goal he spoke about, um, Darvel don't just put it in the box like a kind of non-league team. They'll try and take quick free kicks. They'll try and play short passing. But what they do do is they leave themselves quite open so if you can nick the ball then a fast ball through and then you end up scoring the first and second goal and for all the, the tactical walkthroughs and can be a bit boring at times at training it, it, it more than pays off it's so it's such a good feeling when it when it pays off and when it really matters on a Saturday or a Monday night in this case Yep, it was the Bairns who demolished the Airshermen last night but a great crowd as well it must have been some atmosphere where you I mean, it's what was it 3,000, 2,500 allowed in but there's Bedlam yeah, I mean, we, we didn't get half some uh, stick from the Usher locals. Ah. Yeah, I, they, they were all guns blazing, to be fair. They had a few crackers last night. But Anything you can tell us on the radio? or Probably not, no. to be honest, no. Okay. Yeah. It's a brilliant win for Falkirk because yeah. all the pressure <laughs> would have been on John McGlynn's men last night. It really would have. Yeah. If, if Darvel had won, yes, it would have been a surprise. But on the back of them beating Aberdeen, maybe thought it wasn't that much of a big surprise. So Falkirk had to make sure... They won. They went down there. They did the job, and they've been rewarded, as as Stephen said earlier on, with a with a fantastic draw. Take nothing away from Air. Air will come to Falkirk. They'll want to get to Hamden themselves. But it is when you look at the other teams that are still in there to draw Air at home, a home tie to get to get to Hamden. You wouldn't have wanted anything else. Did you play alongside Aidan McAdams? Was he the goalkeeper? Was he at Morton when you were there? Yes, he was. He was. Yes. Good keeper, isn't he? Now the Air. Number yeah, one, yeah. I mean, yeah. they've littered with, with, with good players and, uh, and the boys. It'll for them as well. Uh, what a chance it is to get to a national semi-final, which most of them won't have done. So, yeah, it's great. We, we can't wait for it as, as we've spoken about. But even a lot spoken about the, the Aberdeen game and we watched the Aberdeen. We we also watched the Davos game in the previous round up at Montrose. And we know ourselves from the league how, how competitive and tricky playing Montrose is and they went up there and put five past them. So 
now that now that we've got the job done, uh, we can we can praise Mick and, and the boys again for what a good run it was. Certainly was. He put Darvel on the map. Falkirk, how far can you go? Can you dare to dream at the next one? Do you look ahead on that? I think you're too canny. You're 34. You've been no, around. No, you, d- yeah. you do, but because football's yeah. so hard, there's so many. Yeah. I mean, there's John. John will back it up. There's so many tough times and so many times when you can't open up your phone and and put on Twitter and everything. So, I mean, why do? You'd be lying if you didn't think. Right, if we beat Air, then what if we get Inverness or Kilmarnock uh, in the semi-final? Then I mean, you never know. You get Celtic Rangers in the final, and then all of a sudden you're in Europe. Different and mindset <laughs> today for the Falkirk players. They've got they're a day off today, but they'll go in tomorrow. And the fact that they never drew Celtic or Rangers away, they're buzzing because they have a much better chance, obviously, at home against Air again. Air. You know they'll they'll give everything. Of course, they'll be difficult opponents, but it's a different mindset when you see that draw. I've been there myself at West Ham, and they draw my United away. You know we're out. You know we're out. Yeah. So really, so yeah. although you want to be positive, we're out. We're gone. They they you know they'll beat us. They they're much better than us. So the fact is that Falkirk came out of the of the game with that type of draw. Positivity. We can get to Hamden. Yeah, well, you're you're thinking if it if it's a, a an air at home, a division mm. above, going having a real good season, they've got one of the informed strikers in the country. They they'll be favourites in the game, probably a sixty forty. But what John's saying, you could be away to Celtic Rangers, and it's yeah. a ninety nine to one percent chance. So mm-hmm. all you all you ever want in football is is an opportunity, and and it's something we've been given. And look at it, we don't need to go into it, but they were one minute away of going out of the tournament. It's phenomenal. It could have been Elgin. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and uh, it just shows you uh, that's that's what having a good season. You have that confidence, and mm. if, they, if they're not having a good season, and they maybe do go out one 0 and it is a missed opportunity. But uh, we 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 know it's going to be a right tough game. And changed the manager a few times as well. Yeah. Eh? Remember David Opkin sure. going there, and then yep. Jim Duffy had a little spell there. So yep. credit okay. to them. John, we might be there even that night. We'll see. I know you're you're on the telly tomorrow night, aren't you? You'll be yeah. Arsenal, Man City. Great game. I can't wait for that. Wow, brilliant! What a life, eh? John Hart's not be you in a few years when you retire. Stephen McGinn, uh, can I tell when you? I, everyone, when I retire, by the way, don't yeah. when Stephen retires. Uh, you'll never. You'll keep going. Oh, I don't but know. We've got special cameras in tonight. Do you think, John? It's because he's through to the cup quarterfinal. We've invested in a bit more, a bit more show busy tonight, isn't Absolutely. it? Yeah. He deserves it as well. Yeah. He deserves <laughs> it. He's top man at Falkirk. Yeah. Are we allowed to still speak to you? And, or do we have to go through your agent? Uh-huh, I just want to go to an Arsenal game with John one night. Brilliant, wouldn't it? Anytime. Anytime, Anytime buddy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. To London, End yeah. of season. So Hamilton Races is coming. But uh, no, James is patching us at the moment. He's uh, on a call. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Serious business tomorrow night for Motherwell and St Mirren. And then looking forward to the weekend as well. Livy up against Rangers. Celtic against Aberdeen. And we'll, as the week goes on, we'll talk about the other games as well. Some of the headlines today. There isn't any major breaking news today. Mm-hmm. Um, but Malik Tillman has been speaking. And he reckons Rangers were too defensive under Giovanni van Bronckhurst, which he says cost the former boss his job. And he thought that after the Champions League loss to Ajax, the players looked a little bit afraid maybe in some of the other games. So, John, would you... I mean, I'm, I'm summarising there. He's been interviewed. I don't have it verbatim. Well, they weren't but... very defensive when they took four goals off Dortmund <laughs> in Germany, yeah. were they? Um, they got all the way. They were a penalty kick away from creating history. Yeah. From Giovanni von Bronckhorst being hailed for the rest of his life, yep. um, winning a, a major cup competition. 
and that's how unlucky that that's football. They, you know, it's 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 so the margins of error are so so small. Um, they did wonderfully well in getting there. Um, Celtic were a, a fabulous side last season and just first season. They won in the, the League Cup and then winning the league. They really, really turned it on. They wanted the title back from obviously losing it the year before under Steven Gerrard. So it was difficult, obviously. I think I think Celtic, uh, as I said, um, they came on really strong. Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst couldn't really stop Celtic in you know in that the way they were playing, and I think it was a bit harsh. I I, I said it on you many times when when they sacked him. They brought in Michael Beale. It's worked so far with Michael Beale. Um, he's won every game. You know, he's he's obviously got a little bit of um, he's he's got he's been given backing by yeah. the board. They give him a, whatever year, three year contract. I'm not quite sure, two year contract. So he's got a bit of security. But it's all about winning games. Yeah. It's all about winning big games and winning trophies. If Michael Beale goes a year, two years without winning a trophy, he'll get the sack. They don't hold on to managers, Rangers or Celtic, that don't win trophies. You have to win. That, that's yeah. that's the history. That that that's the you know that's the blueprint. You have to win trophies as as you know a manager for Celtic or Rangers. You know, as it happens, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst came within a whisker mm-hmm. of going down, as I said, and and obviously winning that Europa League Cup. And Aaron Ramsey penalty, the goalkeeper saved it with his legs. Sure. Um, and that was it. If, if, yeah. if, I believe if they'd won the cup, he'd still be in the job. It would have been. Stephen, that's football management though, isn't it? But Malik Tillman, you know, I don't want, ever want to criticise a player speaking because it's good they speak to the media. But uh, to speak that way about Gio, well, just to be that critical, do you think the players, they're liking life under, you can hear, I mean, 12 wins, one draw, and that was against the champions. Yeah, I think it's a wee bit unnecessary. I think, I mean, I hope if that's what you're thinking, yeah. I hope he... He said it in front of everyone when they have these meetings about how they can sort the, the group stage campaign. Uh, I hope he was as forthright with that with his comments and, and spoke up when the manager's looking for opinions. Um, but I, I didn't see the group stage coming for Rangers, I've got to be honest. I thought, as John said, they were outstanding last year mm. uh, in Europe. And, and their qualifying wins is as impressive as you can get in terms of taking out PSV and I'm, I'm, I'm the Scottish Cup mm. beating Celtic in the sure. semi-final let's not forget about that no. and you made a great point there mm. about uh, the, the win over the Germans that was phenomenal performance That's both right. both. I'm games. not too sure yeah. whether Michael Beale will be happy with his young star on yeah. loan from Bayern Munich mm. just coming out and making unsavoury headlines sure. talking about the style of play Maybe talk, naive, John. talking about experienced managers yeah. and sure. And Giovanni Van Bronck is a Champions League winner, an ex-Rangers player. Mm-hmm. I think he's young. I might have been a bit naive. I don't know whether the, the press have misconstrued his comments, maybe. I don't know. But I'm not too sure whether the manager will be too happy with his young star I'll tell you what is happy coming out making comments like that. He is happy with the way he's playing. <laughs> no, listen, he's a very, very good uh, player and that's why he's come from such a prestigious club. You know, as a 20-year-old, he's a full international, isn't he? He played all the way through the youth ages with Germany. He's, you know, he'd gone to play for America um, through one of his parents and he's played at senior international as well. At 20, he's come into our league. He's had to adjust. It's not easy. We've seen players come out of the Premier League and not adjust in this league. And, we've, you know, players with big reputations have struggled. I think every single week he's getting stronger and stronger. He's learning a new position which I think will keep him in good stead as he moves forward, playing more in midfield and running out of there. He's a joy to work with every single day. He's such a shy, humble, quiet lad. 
And so, listen, I'm glad that, that he's doing well and uh, I, I, I can't ask him to play poorly just in case people are watching. Something that has been happening today as well for Rangers is that Dave King, the former chairman, has withdrawn from his uh, offer, his agreement to sell his uh, shareholding in Rangers to Club 1872. Was that about 14% that he has? It was valued at about £13 million when it went up for sale a couple of years ago, but he's withdrawn that at the moment, so it looks as though that is not happening. Uh, back at Celtic, it's uh, quiet today. They're waiting to hear about Kyogo, another scan on the injury at the weekend and Ange Postigoglu was asked after this is before the draw with Hearts but after the win over St Mirren he was asked about the, the strength of his squad and how he keeps them all happy I mean I think if you ask any manager that's, that's the ideal for them um, and you know the problems usually exist when you don't have options you know when, when, you, when you've got you know a starting 11 and so today we lose a pretty key player in Kyogo but you know we can actually cover that and and the best part of that, or not the best part of that, but the key thing for me is that the players have embraced that challenge. You know, they they understand that they'll get an opportunity at some point, and it's up to them then to take it. And you know, there's no one that, that's missing out on the team and looks at the at the starting eleven and says, "Well, this guy's been playing poorly. Why is he getting a game?" They all know they have to perform at a high level. And like I said, the beauty of it today, you saw Matt O'Reilly and, and and particularly Rayo come on, and you know, they're not sulking because they're not starting. They're seeing, "Well, here's half an hour for me to do my stuff." and uh, you know, we've got to maintain that to, to, from now to the end of the year. Stephen, another special performance by Rio Hatati. Yeah, I thought I thought he was outstanding in, the, in his 30-minute cameo. I think what happens a lot with Hatati and O'Reilly is they play the first 60 minutes of games and sometimes these teams live with you for 60 minutes and then the quality comes on. So I think Celtic fans got to see a different side to Rio Hatati. The Rio Hatati comes on fresh against a tired defence and uh, he really looked uh, top draw when he came on. John, there's so many players we could speak about. We mentioned it just before the mm. news. Um, here's what Ange had to say just before we hear from you about the, the tactics of St Mirren, who made it tough for a long part of that game at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think if you ask any manager, that's, that's the ideal for them. Um, and, you know, the problems usually exist when you don't have options, you know, when, when, you, when you've got, you know, starting 11. And so today we lose a pretty key player in Kyogo, but, you know, we can actually cover that and... and the best part of that, or not the best part of that, but the key thing for me is that the players have embraced that challenge. You know? They sure have, and I know we heard that one a few moments ago, something went wrong there. John, in general, which player would you want to talk about or which combinations? Because at the moment, um, apart from the Kyogo injury and Seagrest, everything else seemed to be going well for Celtic. Yeah, and just got the grip of the dressing room. The, the players respect him, they respect the style, uh, the formation. Nobody gets you. Listen, you always want to play. Of course you do. You want to play. Um, nobody wants to sit on the bench, you know, irrespective of whether you know you're going to get half an hour. But that's that's the deal, and everybody has to everybody has to fit into Andrew's criteria. You will play a part. Make sure you're ready for the last thirty minutes. Everyone's to start games, but it's a problem. It's a headache that Ange likes to have. He would rather have that. Than thinking, looking over to his bench and thinking, I've, I've, I've actually got not, I've got nobody of that quality. If I lose this centre half or if I lose a player on the left, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to put somebody on that's not, you know, maybe listen. The levels of Jota have been, have been outstanding, but everybody gets it. Everybody's, everybody's, um, you know, thinking on 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 the same him uh, sheet, um, and 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 the team are playing fantastically well. And with regards to you know, the likes of Kyogo and one or two other players linked with Crystal Palace. Mm. 
you know that happens all the time, Paul. Um, and there's there's not a player in in any league in any world that's that's not for sale. Every player will have his price. Who would have thought a year ago that Juranovic would have been sold and Jakamakis would have been sold? You know, but obviously their levels have either dropped or, you know, obviously Ange has obviously looked at his squad and thought, you know what, I've, I've got players here and they might want to move on or whatever and he, he sold them two players. So who would have guessed that? None of us. You know, so it just goes to show nobody wants Kyogo to go to Pallad. I don't think he will. And I, I think there's only one real man in charge of, of all of it. Now, I know Celtic will have... A, They'll have a, um, a recruitment officer. They'll have, yeah. they'll have teams and agents on the phone every single day recommending this player. They'll send DVDs in. This player's, you know, this one's good. This one's worth a shout. Andrew knows what he's doing. He knows what type of budget he's got. You know, he, he's, he's gone into the Asian market. He's tapped into that because of his experience and his time in Japan. And look at the players he's brought over. Maeda, Kyogo, Hitati. Unbelievable at the weekend. The fifth goal was just what a, what a piece of technique. So you know um, everything's on going very well for Celtic at the minute. So you know they are waiting for the challenge, aren't they? So for the past week, people were speaking about Leeds United. They still haven't appointed anyone yet, although it sounds as though they. Well, I don't know. Do they know what they're going to do? I think the man who's just come up there. I think the man who's He's staying in for the weekend. There, he's staying That's till, right. Yeah. But what about Ange's future? So he, I think he kind of put that to bed um, on Sunday. And anyone seen the size of John? We don't need security. <laughs> Whatever he wants, I'll, I'll pretty much do. Um, yeah, no, it's um, yeah. No, look, I'm, I'm I'm sort of focused on what we're doing here, and I just thought it was a good week for us just to focus on training. And you know, John's a very very capable guy and uh, handles the media well. And uh, you know, I thought I'd I'd have a break from everyone. Everyone can have a break from me. Yeah, I don't think the, the fans need a message from me. What the fans need is me to keep. You know, making sure that our, our football club represents them the right way. That's 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 my responsibility. I mean, Gordon will tell you, if you've got a player in this in this position where he's getting a lot of attention, the first thing you're gonna to say to him is, you know what, just keep playing well, don't worry about anything else. And I'm old enough now now to know that the game changes very quickly. I'm I'm pretty blessed to be in the position I am. I'm working for a special football club and I'm never going to lose sight of that. My main responsibility is making sure that I prepare the team well for a game. Stephen McGinn, were you happy with that reply? He was asked, obviously, John Kennedy did make a crack. It was a good line when he said, yeah, we've, got, we've tied him to a chair on Friday, keep him uh, away from Ellen Road or anywhere. Yeah, I think he said that Celtic fans don't need a message. I think that's exactly what they're looking for. They're wanting uh, answers like God to them to come out and say, I'm going, not going to Leeds, I'm staying here for the foreseeable future. So, uh, But... I mean, I think I think it is pretty kind of exhausting and draining for Celtic fans that uh, happened with Brendan Rodgers and it's now ha happening with Ange Postacoglu. If success becomes this link to England and every job that comes up and uh, it always seems the Celtic manager's never far away. But I think they'll be looking, I, I think personally Ange does three or four years, leaves, leaves a legacy at Celtic before he, he makes that move south, for me personally. So that would be, you know, that'd be a good spell as manager... Yeah. At Celtic, I but think three I th or four years from now. I, th I think, yeah. I think, well, well in total, in okay, total, still, I, I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't think yeah. he's a type of manager that's here. I think he's waited a long time to be given an opportunity, mm. like Celtic. I think he speaks fondly enough about the club and how grateful he is to be given a chance. And he hasn't have delivered. I mean, as I said, if if he was to take the Leeds job tomorrow, there'd be uh, a lot, of, a lot of Celtic fans in mourning. Well, I think as well what what he's brought, it, it it's been miraculous. Okay. 
It's been miraculous what he's brought. He's brought excitement back to the crowd. He's brought style. He's brought a quickness to the play. Um, and he, he, it's, it's just been phenomenal, really, the job that he's done. He wins his first trophy after a couple of months in the job. Then he wins the league at a canter last season. He's still in the three cup competitions, obviously the league, League Cup and the Scottish Cup. And he's enjoying himself. He's, yeah. he's enjoying working with these great players. The club have backed him. The club have backed him in terms of who he wanted to bring in, who he wants to sell. Um, and the way that he's gone about it, he, he, he's just, you know, everybody loves him. He's got the fans eating out of his hand. You know, he, everybody at this moment in time, even down south, even down south, everyone wants to play like Celtic. They all want to copy that formation, that style, the two full-backs in line with the midfield players, creating that extra man, you know, finding finding the spare man, you know, the 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 amount of the intense um, press they put on teams, winning the ball back very quickly. He's brought so much. He's brought so much. It would be a crying shame if Ange was to leave. Uh, I don't think he will. I think he's in for the long run. But... Um, you know, what what he's done at Celtic Football Club has been miraculous. I hope the papers print that tomorrow. He's been great for the ball boys and the ball girls as well. The the the, uh, the ball girls, they're following them elsewhere, aren't they? If it suits the style of play, how far can he take them in Europe? What's going to happen for the cup final? Rangers fans, what are you thinking? Celtic fans, the countdown is on soon for February 26. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go. Looking forward to the Cup quarterfinals. Falkirk against Air United after Falkirk's 5-1 win over Darvel last night. Hearts up against Celtic. Inverness, Cali, Thistle, Kilmarnock and Rangers against Wraith Rovers. Those are the upcoming games. Some of the headlines today. Well, Malik Tillman was talking actually about that incident at the weekend where the, well, he challenged the Thistle player, scored and then of course didn't realise that had been fair play would have been to allow them to play on. Manager saw it, identified it and said to Rangers, it's most unusual, but go ahead and uh, give them the chance of the goal. Although I see Alan McGregor wasn't too keen in allowing him an easy path to goal. So it was the right thing to do. And the manager was speaking about that moment where he told the players, this is what we're going to do. There was three or four close to me. So obviously we just explained to him, look, stand one side and... It's not an easy thing to ask footballers to do because they again they haven't seen it uh, from from where I've seen it. But look, it was the right thing to do. I think for everything that I want us to stand for as a club, everything I want to stand for, and also I'm protecting what I think is a fantastic young player from being saying thrown at him, which I won't allow. He was completely unawares. And the player himself has said, you know, he agrees with that. It was a great point Michael Beale made. The player today said he didn't realise the ball had been booted out of play because of his knock and he thought the play was to continue as normal. Yeah, absolutely yeah. the correct thing to do from Michael Beale. Credit to um, for him and his staff for coming up w- with that. But it was the only thing to do, really. Yeah. And he's protecting um, Malik Tillman as well because, you know, you can only guess what people would have been saying about him. Um, and he's a young player, you know, 20 years of age. Probably a player that Rangers would love to keep. Um, I've heard Michael Beale speak so highly about yeah. him. But I don't know what actually the the fee will be, but um, no, he was protecting. He was protecting yeah. the player, mm-hmm. and, and I genuinely believe it was it was the right thing to do. Any news on uh, Ryan Kent? There's nothing. There's no no news on that at the moment. 
there's no news whatsoever at the moment. So uh, when there is, we'll update everybody. Rangers fans would love to think that he might sign a new contract, Stephen, next season. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's one obviously they'd want to keep. Um, the way he's been playing the last couple of months, he's got to be interested in English clubs who had a previous interest and now there's no transfer fee and well worth a gamble. But I think he enjoys his football here. I think he tr trusts the manager and manager trusts him and um, he he's a, such a key player for Rangers. Rangers were a goal down at the weekend against Partick Thistle. It has been the round or the, the tournament of, you know, often in England they get far more shocks there could have been a shock there Rangers were a goal down so the manager made changes uh, really dis and this is what he did at half time yeah listen Yanis is only ever going to be able to play probably 50 to 60 minutes important that I allow Yanis game time to get back to what he is we're playing at home and I thought there wouldn't be much space so players like Yanis and Todd I thought they'd be able to come and be quite creative in and around Tony uh, I just felt at half time we needed to be a little bit more direct and a little bit more urgency so uh, it's 11 that play and I thought first half the 11 were lousy um, so obviously that those two were the casualties in terms of the changes but I thought Kamar and Ryan came on and gave us something different so that, that's the beauty of having a good squad Lousy John what do you think you well, he's, fed up. Yeah. he's fed up of his team going behind every game every other game should I say and he wants more he doesn't want them to go behind him particularly against Partick where you know Rangers are so much stronger the budget's are so much higher, but it, it can happen. It can happen in the cup, you know, for whatever reason. You know, the magic of the cup, um, teams can look, look, we're talking about it, Darvel beat Aberdeen. Um, he doesn't want it to happen to his team, but his team are starting very slow. Um, and we've had a couple of Rangers fans on tonight saying that they're worried. They're worried that they won't always get themselves back in the game. Um, you know, it's happening far too often. And, um, you know, I'm sure Michael Beale is, uh, as you said, he called the team lousy, you know, and that's that's obviously his opinion. But um, he, he won't be happy with the team going behind it almost every single game. Then will they have to work twice as hard to get back into it? Stephen? Yeah, I quite like that. Lousy. Because it was. It was, yeah. it was and there's a lot of boys at Party Thistle that have played at Ibrooks over the years that wouldn't have enjoyed the game. They were enjoying the game. They, they were knocking about first half like they were comfortable. And had he not made the changes at half-time, if Rangers had come out and played at that kind of level and Partick had started the game a uh, second half the way they played the first, then that could have been a real messy afternoon. So full credit to him to changing it. He didn't waste any time and he didn't try and, I know he's saying he protect Hadji, but he didn't um, pull back. He, he, he just took off two boys. He didn't think we're doing the business and put on... Uh, Ruth and, and Kent who made a major difference to the outcome of the game Jack's been on the socials at Golf Football Show and he wants to ask you John do you think Rangers would have given it if it was Celtic would they have done the same thing I think so yeah. I, I think it's the morally correct thing to do um, I've praised Michael Beale and I've praised Rangers for yeah. that I think it was the only thing to do yeah. because Tillman was unaware what he was doing he, he never saw the referee trying to call the play back um, and I think it was right, and absolutely, I think so. I think all the other clubs in the SP in the Scottish Premiership, you know, will learn from this that integrity that you have to have. Um, so yeah, ab absolutely. Why does he not think Celtic would have done it? I think he just he wanted to know your opinion. Mm. And Stephen, 
Well, I hope it doesn't come up because then the the furore that would would come for that. The the one thing I thought, I wonder if John Hartson's the the party thistle striker, whether he lets the wee winger go and get his free goal. There's <laughs> absolutely no way he's giving it to the winger, is he? No yeah. chance, no chance. I'm actually yeah. shooting from the halfway line, and I know yeah. it's going in unless Alan McGregor tries to save it. But he's told no, let it in. So I think you need to take it to the goal to make sure that yeah. it doesn't go down as an own goal. Yeah. That's another one to, for the tally for yeah. young Scott Tiffany. It's a good point. I did have I, a little bit of a chuckle yeah. up though when Alan McGregor tried to put his foot in the way and the stuff. He was always going to let him score, yeah. but it was almost like Alan was saying, "No, no, no, I'm not going to make it that sure. easy for you." You could have almost seen it go for a corner, couldn't you? And this yeah. could have continued for ages. Oh, I know, yeah, I, know. I, I don't. Th- I mean, Michael Beale did get a bit of stick from the Rangers crowd, but he didn't mm-hmm. look particularly. I mean, that's the last thing he wanted to do for yeah. that. He's desperate for that game to be turned around, go to two one. And he knows giving him that goal gives Partick a wee boost in the game. And it, and it was all Rangers the second half. Um, it started it well and taking the game away from Partick. The only thing I'd say as well, if Partick would have gone on and got the third goal and had won the game, then maybe then people would be saying, you know, can't believe this has happened. But mm-hmm. listen, winning changes everything. Winning takes care of everything. The fact that Rangers went on to win the game... You know, we're still talking about it, but yeah. it wouldn't be as bad if Partick, given the goal, I think, still think it would have been the right thing to do, yeah, by the way, sure. but people's opinions may well have changed a lot more, a lot more aggressive. What do you think? Give us a call. John Hartson, Stephen McGinn, Paul Cooney, 0808 17 17 700. Uh, Stephen, what's happening then at Partick Thistle? It's been a crazy season. Eve of the season, Graham Alexander is dismissed at Motherwell we know all the you know the sense of vacancy at Aberdeen vacancy at Motherwell but what about in the championship then so there's still this about the league position that they've dropped out the top four I think the timing I mean I watched the game thought Partick were great mm. um, I, I, I watched the game I was down at Kilmarnock early in the season when they beat Kilmarnock in the League Cup group mm. stage and I thought Ian McCall had um, put a real good squad together um, on paper you're thinking with Dundee coming down that's going to be a real tussle for the league but once you take a step back from Sunday and how well they played, um, you can't really be sitting fifth in the championship with that squad. Um, I was part of the Kilmarnock team last year when Tommy Wright got sacked and um, he got sacked in the day that our game got uh, abandoned halfway through for fog. Mm-hmm. And he obviously everyone's saying, well, how can you get sacked? They didn't even get beat. The game get cancelled. But that on that day, we dropped out of the top four and, and we fifth for the first time that season. So... When you have a big budget and you and you assemble a good side and a good squad, then you fall below those expectations and you leave yourself vulnerable. Well, you, when yeah. I heard today that yeah. Ian McCall knew he was getting sacked. Oh, did he? You think so? Well, so it's out today. Yeah, okay. And apparently yeah. he knew he was getting sacked before the game. Wow. So credit to Ian mm. for, for still you know getting his team to put in such a, a real brave and a good performance mm. when you know that you're out in the morning. You know, he didn't town tools. He didn't just put any team out there. He was still thinking of the fact that yeah. he's still Partick manager, even if it was still for the for the one game. So credit to Ian McCall for that. Imagine they won. Yeah, yeah. He knew it was his last game, but they beat Pete Rangers at Ibrox. Well, that's a great point. What would you <laughs> do? A great point. One of the great upsets, you know, one of the most dramatic upsets, and you'd be out, as you said, sacked in the morning. Could be a name for a, a podcast. It could. Um, John, you're in the headlines already. The, the record online. John Hartson takes firm Celtic stance over Kyogo injury. As Ange has told, the striker is worth the risk. 
obviously for the Rangers game we Stephen, Stephen made it already. Stephen. Well, let me check in a moment I'll check with his agent I'll tell Stephen you've got to he, say something before oh, we get off oh, air come oh, on yeah, he's, he, he's, you can have a look in the morning then this is how it works Paul. he says plenty plus the name John Hartson's a kind of clue you and Barry Ferguson kind of dominate but Stephen coming up fast on the rails right here's Paul, some news do you, do you know what my dad says to me when they stop when they're not talking about exactly. you that's the time to worry Correct. when they're not asking for your autograph mm -hmm. that's the time to worry it's been a it's been a hard life, John. I say, me. Dad, Dad, Dad. I understand, <laughs> yeah. but that'll never happen. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. Right, here's some news. Um, Celtic could be on their way. An end of season tour to Japan. It's being lined up with uh, Man City, Paris Saint Germain, and uh, Yokohama Mariners, the ex team of Ange Postecoglou. So that's just breaking just now as uh, an end of season tour um, for Celtic. Some big names there: PSG, brilliant, and and Man one. City. Two things for me there, Paul. Yep. One, be fantastic for Ange to take this team back to Japan where he was so successful mm -hmm. um, in the J-League. Brilliant for the players as well, the internationals that they've got going back to Japan. And secondly, financially, it's going to be very, very beneficial for Celtic. Yeah, I think that's a, a nice wee end of season uh, kickabout against Man City and Paris Saint-Germain for those Celtic boys that have played 50, 60 games a season. I'll throw in another one for Callum you. Callum McGregor will play. Yeah, yeah. He, he always <laughs> plays young Callum, yeah. Plays. Bayern Munich as well. So, yeah. An even easier one. That's right. So will Malik Tillman be back there? Will they want him back? Or will he sign for Rangers by then? Because although there's nine points in it, plus probably a point because Celtic's a goal, difference is so strong neither has put a foot wrong over the past few months in fact that's three months now isn't it, isn't it? November, December, January, February it must be three months almost to the day yeah when Gio left Rangers and then just after that was Michael Beale who had just gone to QPR and had knocked back the chance to go to Wolves and of mm. course now the history is he's at Rangers who's going to get the first blood of the season in the League Cup final the via play final well, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. John, too early for your prediction, I would say, but could be two really you know, winning teams at the moment, both well, of them. anybody could win. You know, Rangers showed in the Scottish Cup semi-final last season. They could beat, they were high-flying Celtic at the mm. time. Rangers were going extra time in the Europa League. Um, everybody thinking that they'd run out of puff, you know, and they 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 tire first. They never, they found the energy levels from somewhere. And they won on one. Anybody can win this cup. A cup competition is over is over ninety minutes and extra time. Both teams, whoever goes and wins, they'll have respect for each other. Mm -hmm. And whoever wins the game will have to play well. Will have to be at their very, very best. Um, and it's the same as the league. There's never been a league title handed out in February, sure. ever. Yeah. You know, Angela say it's game by game. It's three points. At this moment in time, it's ten points. Obviously, twenty five goals yeah. difference, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and Rangers have to keep winning. They just have to keep putting the pressure. They've still got to play Celtic twice, mm -hmm. you know, at Celtic Park and back at Ibrox during the split. So anything can happen. And certainly both teams will be going for it. Rangers won't give up. And Celtic won't take their foot off the pedal. If they do, you know, they could come unstuck. But I don't think Ange is, is cut from that cloth. I think he's, he's made a strong stuff and he wants his players at it every single game. Stephen, should be some game a week on Sunday. Yeah, and it's an unbelievable standard the two of them setting at the minute. Uh, I think after the start of last season when Ange said losing the first three of the first six games after that he knew it needed to be almost flawless from there to the end of the season. But with that and carrying on into the next season, they've then set a standard that Rangers have now know 
they cannot afford to drop any sort of points because they know that Celtic are going to win. So it is uh, at the minute it's points for points. They're both winning. Obviously Celtic get points in the bag, but I think the the League Cup final is setting up for a real blockbuster and. And for each manager to, to leave that first punch, as you say, on, on the, the new rivalry between them two. And do you think the authorities will have to react? We're going to take a quick break. But given what they're doing in England because of the mistakes by VAR, it's not VAR, it's the officials, isn't it? The guy who forgot to Lee draw Mason, the line. Lee yeah. Mason has been yeah, suspended this right. weekend. He's yeah. not refereeing. I've been talking about this now, Paul. For, you have? For, you know, I've been called out. I've been called everything. I've been, you know... Um, and... You know, it's it's one of those. If 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 a player gets sent off, right, he faces a punishment. Yep. He gets suspended, three games, two, whatever. If a referee makes a ludicrous decision, yep. which is completely wrong, proven to be wrong, on cut whatever, mm-hmm. there should be a punishment. Who guards the guards? We're going to ask that next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. It's Tuesday evening. It's been quite a weekend into the Monday night where this time last night we were getting ready. Mick Kennedy, the coach, the manager at Darvo joined us. Irrepressible. Five past five. It's brilliant that, isn't it, coming on beforehand? Mm-hmm. Stephen would have come on, but Barry quite rightly thought, no, he's the captain. He's actually playing. So I know you would have come on last night. And Stephen, well done. 5-1 for Falkirk against Darvo. And you're into the next round. And they're United. Hearts against Celtic. Inverness, Cali Thistle against Kilmarnock and Rangers against Wraith Rovers but many of you thinking at the other end of the table what's going to happen to Motherwell Kilmarnock will they be okay Dundee United Ross County we might talk about that tonight but just before the break we were talking about referees and how they should be consequenced in England they've moved quickly because of the mistakes and one of the referees has been dropped Um, what should we do in Scotland John you were mentioning just before that break I think you follow suit you know you follow suit how can it happen in England and uh, I'm not here. In Scotland, I think it sets a precedent down in England. They've done it. The VAR uh, has not been fit for purpose on this on this decision, allowing Ivan Tony's goal to stand at the weekend against Arsenal. They drew 1-1. Arsenal go and win that. They go eight points in front of Man City with a game in hand. They play them tomorrow night. This could be huge in terms of where the title goes for Arsenal. These These points that were that were robbed of them on the weekend by an inept decision from Lee Mason, who was in charge of the VAR. So do you just let people off? Do you let people off willy-nilly? Or are you making a mistake? Oh, it's fine. We got, we'll got. we still do it next week. Keep making the same mistakes. All oh, right, it's okay. It's all right, blah, blah. No. No, it's professional. You do your job right. If you're on VAR, you make sure you do your job right. You know where the lines are coming across the pitch. You have to do it. You're sitting there. You should be concentrating. Get the decisions right. Because there's been too too many wrong decisions. You know, and 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 the the um the English Premier League have yeah. decided to punish that particular person. He's got whatever he's suspended for. I'm not sure if it's just this weekend. I don't know. But I think we have to follow suit up here. Martin Keown, former Arsenal yeah, investor. My, my old roommate, yeah, Martin. Is, exactly. Yeah. He which um White yesterday on TalkSport, he said what you were saying. For England, he said, right, VAR should be suspended until we work out how to use it properly. It has worked better, I think, in England than it has here because they've had it for longer than us, Stephen. I think I've got a slight sympathy. Referees have probably come up the ranks 10, 
15 years I don't know how long it takes before you become a Premier League referee and they've all been it's got instinct it's trying to read the game we've introduced a new way of refereeing where they have to go over someone else goes over have they made a mistake and we actually had a VAR ref last night we've not had a lot of Premier League referees this season because um, there's so many tied up with the Premier League and VAR so. you said that last week who was it last night? Uh, Willie Collum and, and actually I can't speak for him but I actually thought he really enjoyed the game I, I, I was looking at him I thought he I mean it's I mean, quick to say off air how bad referees were I thought he was excellent last night I thought he, he dived uh, booked one of our players for diving yeah. uh, great spot I thought he was spot on me the red card they gave to Davos player um, and I thought he refereed Second, the game yeah. really well and, and, and I just thought looking back on the game and even at the time I think you look as if you're enjoying this game you're in charge this is what you've always done it's why you've been refereed at the top level in, in Europe and uh, without VR I thought he looked as if he enjoyed the game and of course we don't like a pile on against anybody players no, or, or referees no. I think John makes uh, a good point and so does Stephen about the mm. fact that they've been brought up where they're the linesman or the assistant and eventually you're the referee and you're in charge yeah. now the VAR officials seem to want to take over well it, one of them it's an easy option out for the referees as well because it's almost like VAR now is refing the game yeah now, I know the referees get the final call to go over and have a look at the screen if, if VAR are a little bit undecided and they want the ref to make the final call. But if the ref is not sure, he goes straight to VAR. Mm -hmm. you know, and that takes the onus off the ref slightly. Let the VAR team sort it out. Um, listen, there's a lot of money being spent on it in, in, in the Scottish Premiership. There's an awful lot of money being spent on it down in, in the Premier League. Um, this has come in, Paul, to help referees. Mm -hmm. And at this moment in time, you know, it, it just looks as if it's it's all over the place. They still can't get the big decisions right. There's still an awful lot of mistakes. I asked the question last week, do you stick with this? Because there's three or four people, now Stan Collimore went on the other day and said, look, um, it's got to go. One or two others, Martin Keown has mm -hmm. questioned a suspension. Yeah. Somebody else said it that it's, it's, it's clearly confusing everybody. I called it out. I'm not saying I said it would might it might be a, a bit controversial, and then it was it was controversial. But I'm just trying to just trying to tell the truth mm -hmm. in terms of the problems that it's causing. We don't need it. We don't need it in the game. You know, we were having less problems when referees were just going with their own eye yeah. and making a decision. Sure. Because the VAR getting it wrong as well. It's in incredible to think they can get it wrong. They've got all the machinery. They've got everything in front of them. And we've got a cup final. Rangers Celtic. A week on Sunday. Via play cup final, league cup final. Let's hope it's not the VAR cup final. Stephen, but that's the danger that there could be real controversy. Yeah, you hope so. I mean, Celtic Rangers cup final is going to be some sort of controversy. Yeah. But as John said, I mean, stuff like uh, the apology to Arsenal about human error. Mm. I mean, the one thing VAR should prevent is human error. Um, I, I mean, you do try and you do try and sympathise with the refs. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think in the heat at the moment. I I see something and I give a decision, and maybe John's in my ear saying, "No, I think you've got that wrong. I think you need to go and have a look at it." And once you start looking at it three, four, five times and it's the minutes are dragging on, the fans are shouting at you from above and when you get on with the game, it, it can be it can be difficult. I just think there's, there's, there's got to be a way where it's, it's a bit more smoother. Even maybe a time limit on it. If you can't see that you're wrong after a certain amount of time, right, you move on, decision stands. Uh, some, there must be some way of uh, simplifying it. 
Tomorrow night, back in the Singe Premiership, huge game. Are you going to it at uh, Motherwell against St Mirren, Stephen? Yeah, going to it. You'll yeah. be there. As some game tomorrow night. What do you think is going to happen? John, you first of all, what do you reckon? Motherwell just can't buy a win at the moment. Well, Stephen Robertson as well, ex-Motherwell yeah. manager, wasn't he? Um, St Mirren are going well. They're, they're, they're going really well in the Premiership. I think maybe Motherwell managerless. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, in a strange way, they, they, they tend to win um, when, when they haven't got a manager. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether it's a little bit of pressure the players play with a bit more freedom mm -hmm. um, you do see that quite a lot um, St Mirren a decent team and I, I'd like I'd like Motherwell nothing against St Mirren no. and, and, and Stephen Rob, uh, Robinson yeah. but I'd like Motherwell to win just, just to get themselves back in the mix yeah, back in, in, in some sort okay. of way yeah. so John you're going for the well Stephen uh, everything points towards a St Mirren win uh, having a real good season a win tomorrow night against a Motherwell team that have not won in months um, we take them to fourth in the league and St Mon fans are dreaming about mm. Europe you, it's really hard to look past that mm. on everything season form um, a St Mon win but as, as John said um, you're just well, for me personally with my brother you're hoping sure. for, a, for a new manager bounce and they need this is the one the, the one game Motherwell we've had up their sleeve it's the game in hand a home game um, to, to try and get away from that bottom of the league so a huge game for, for both teams tomorrow. Mm. Let's hear what Ange said about St Mirren, given that they're the opposition tomorrow, and about how they played against Celtic. Yeah, obviously, with us, we, we, we try and, you know, keep working on things that we don't do on a weekly basis, because especially the last few weeks, we've kind of been faced with the same challenge. And what you don't want to do is go into another game just prepared for the same challenge mm. and not be prepared. So the good thing at the moment is that this week, especially, we had a full week without a midweek game. So we kind of worked on different scenarios. We're, Worked really hard on playing out from the back under pressure, whether it happens or not. And I thought, like I said, you know, they came at us today, but, you know, when they do come at you, as I keep saying the lads, they're using energy. So as long as we stay calm on the ball, even if they had run out of energy, if they got a goal, if they got a little bit of joy, that would spark them up again and they go again. So we, look, I mean, that was a message at half time, just stay really strong, stay disciplined in our structure and eventually they'll break if we, can, if we persist and the lads stuck to it. Scoreline, what do you think? Well, I think the biggest compliment Ange can, can pay St Mirren is the team he put out. Yeah. I think Baron David Turnbull, that's his cup final team. Uh, I think Katati for Turnbull, and that's uh, Ange's preferred team for the cup final at the minute. Um, and I know I know it sounds stupid, a, a game that's an aggregate score, the last two games at Celtic Park was 9-1, but I think Celtic will be really wary of going to Paisley uh, in a few weeks. I think so it might make yeah. it difficult for them they they really stopped on Saturday for long spells they stopped Callum McGregor dictating the game um, every time he got the ball they were less than two yards away from him so the big physical side they look to get the ball in the box as much as they can so I think I think the, the team he picked is the biggest compliment he could, mm. he could say about them I think I think the Celtic fans and obviously Ange I think every time a team comes and has a go you know they'll always go away with a bit more respect from the supporters because mm. sometimes you can go to Celtic and you can put two in front of the back four, you know, as a block, uh, as extra cover for, for the defence. You can play one up and the, the opposition centre forward touches the ball about four times. Celtic will still break you down eventually because they've got better players. Mm. So when you have a little... I'm not saying go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. You know, you can't go toe-to-toe -to -toe at Celtic with Celtic man for man. But you can go and have a real go. Maybe try and get your wingers to get further up the pitch. I know you're pushed back a lot, but get balls into your front man, the midfielders compete. 
you'll always go away. I know Ange would have thought, well, Stephen Robinson, fair play to him mm -hmm. for coming and having a yeah. right go. Still got beat 5-1. Yeah. But they had a go. Sure. Other other teams go there and defend for their lives and still get beat 5-1 and not having a go. So they'll always go away. The Celtic fans will think, fair play, they had a right go at us today. So it'll be tough tomorrow night for Motherwell, but you never know. John thinks they might just shade it. Uh, one of the headlines today is that the former Brazilian star, Zimaria, he has applied for the Motherwell job. Apparently that's the word. I read it in the Sun today. Another name being mentioned is James McPeak, the former... Dundee boss now at Dunfermline mm. and of course Stuart Kettlewell in charge meantime so I'm just looking at you Stephen yeah I don't mind yeah. uh, James McPake getting linked to that job because it'll be a bit of destruction of to course. Dunfermline yeah uh, having a great season they've only lost one in 23 games in the league and I played with James at Dundee so uh, fully respect what he's doing there although I don't like it I fully yeah. respect it mm -hmm. so Champions League back tonight John sorry just in the last minute and of course Fraser Foster who played with Celtic last time he played in the Champions League was with Celtic and he's playing for Tottenham tonight uh, in Milan yeah big game Tottenham got beat heavily to Oof, Leicester yeah. at the weekend Leicester good team at home by the way yeah. Um, so what? yeah Milan great stadium you know great place to go and play um, you played there John yeah, yeah famously so yeah. one for Wales Italy yeah. I played in the Champions League for Celtic um so yeah, one of the best stadiums in the world, you know, Milan, they share the stadium into the San Siro, they both share that stadium. So great place to play. I remember Gareth Bale going there a few years uh -huh. ago for Spurs and yep. scoring a hat-trick against, <laughs> against Inter Milan. Remember that know, one? Yeah, what's yeah, up Incredible. But uh, no, a yep. tough game for Spurs, but listen, they're capable of winning. Okay, we've also got Bayern against PSG, so it's a creme de la creme right at the top. Stephen, you're dreaming of uh, maybe Hamden Park in May 2023. Could the Bairns be there against? Well, we'll wait and see. Game at a time. Good luck for... So this weekend, you're back to Earth, home to... Alloa again. Oh, no. again? Alloa. Again, yeah, yeah unfortunately. Right. But yeah, okay. another important win for us. Yeah. Stephen, thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Was it a healthy breakfast, you and John McGinn this morning then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Good. As selfish as it can be. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll bet you it was uh, rolling sausage or something. <laughs> Tomato sauce? No. Brown, Brown sauce. Brown sauce, okay. Full Scottish. John, do you like a full Scottish? Yeah. All the time, yeah. Brilliant. Never a square sausage, it's always a full for me. Is it the full booner? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night it's going to be Peter Grant mm -hmm. and Barry Ferguson. John, Brilliant. thanks a million. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, enjoy enjoy the weekend. Thank you. Uh, you too, Stephen. Coming up next is the news and then Joe Kilday. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.